0: Thank you for joining us today in the studio. We have Kelly Rowan Burrell, and we have Tara Delusha Carmen Pantoja Evans, and this is Brittany Lamare. Kelly, can you start off by sharing a little bit about your journey here at Humana, and what role you're in?
3: Yes, so I have this really fancy long title now, <laughs> since we've changed everything, and so I am a senior enterprise data governance professional, Ooh. and um, I started out a uh, long time ago, um, in enrollment and um, moved up around enrollment. I was a team lead. I was an analyst doing all the things uh, within the commercial enrollment space. And then I moved into the reporting area for what is now GBO and doing nerdy work <laughs> um, and started learning how to code and things like that. And um, for the past seven seven plus years, I've been working in the data governance area, and that has just been a passion and very challenging, lots of opportunity, but very, very fun, and I get to learn something new every day and really understand how important the role is, um, even though a lot of people don't know what it is. Yeah, I was about to say, what is data <laughs> governance? What is it? So, specifically what my team does is we manage a process called master data management. So, if you think about your enrollment uh, membership data going through our systems, and we have a million of them, right, Um, your enrollment systems, however you would enroll, you know, via web, via paper application, via your agent, groups, however, EDI files, however that happens, your membership demographic information information comes through all of those various systems with whatever products you have. Um, we manage the demographic information. So say you're Kelly Rowan a long time ago and you're on your parents' policy at your parents' house and then you get married and you move and you get your own you know, policy with your employer. You have different demographics. Your name might have changed all these things over time with Humana. And so we take all of those different records that are you and match them up to say is this the same Kelly and then after that we say what's the best data what's the most recent data for Kelly and pass that through to all the different systems that use member data so that's what we do and prevent privacy issues very impressive
1: (laughs) and uh, mind-boggling actually yeah yeah want to
3: make sure that somebody with your name and date of birth in another state that has Humana doesn't get mixed up with you and create privacy issues and we don't want to end up on the news and you said GBO, and what is that acronym for? Group Business Operations.
0: Yeah, so it's the data you're, you, you're dealing with is for all me- Medicare and group?
3: It's all, yeah. And so that's the, the kind of interesting thing about the role. I report up through uh, the GBO space, um, but we do enterprise-wide work. Um, the only member data that we don't have is military.
0: Oh, yeah, it's so tricare a separate business. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right.
2: So then, and that all reports up through Chris Hunter, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right.
0: And so you you mentioned nerdy stuff, (laughs) like coding and things like that. How did you become interested in this type of work?
3: I love to learn. So I guess we'll just start there. I'm just a perpetual learner. I want to grow and know things, and then I want to turn around and teach it to other people. So I actually have a background in sociology, so it's... not what I'm doing Uh (laughs) Um, but it is what I'm doing in other ways but um, so when I started doing this reporting work I did not know and I'm used to being the expert on things that's another thing I'm kind of type a I really like to be the expert in I'm used to having people come to me for information. But when I had took this reporting role, this is right after I got married, like came after the honeymoon, came right into this new role, mm-hmm. knew nothing. <laughs> um, but my boss was going to teach me how to do coding and SQL and all these things. And I was like, okay, great. It's going to be awesome. And then he got a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent every day not knowing what I was doing, having to ask for help. It was very, very difficult for me just, I guess, from a I don't know, ego, just emotionally. I'm not used to being in that position. Um, It's an
0: uncomfortable spot to be in.
3: It was hard. And, um, And so I cried some days. And that I wasn't used to that either, and I was pregnant at the time because we had a honeymoon baby. <laughs> There's all kinds so of things going on. There was a on. lot of stuff going on at the time, so I really was. Um, I really enjoyed the idea, the concepts behind it. I took some classes. Obviously, Humana has so many free resources that you can utilize to learn things. My peers were awesome we had google we had you know additional things we could access um, because of our role we could you know kind of look up things that other people didn't necessarily have access to youtube videos and things like that so um, i really did learn a lot uh, during that time and um, i'm not an expert now uh, but i really do i love i love it i love it and um, the more tools that we gain the better data quality we'll have for our members, and that makes me really excited. We're in the midst of a project now that's going to really enrich the ability that uh, Jessica McMichael, who's my teammate and I have, to really dig into the data and help our business partners understand, you know, where we are and where we need to go to improve the data because we want to – the technology that we're utilizing and the way that the business and the leadership team is moving is having that data facing the customer, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about, you know, you go out to, I don't know, Uber or, you know, any of these apps and you just, you don't want to access your information immediately and it it, it connects you. And so we want to use those technologies and those tools to be able to do that and our data has to be clean. Mm-hmm. You don't want other people's information popping up when you want to access
0: your info so so eventually do you feel the work that you're doing would be integrated into something that's like an online member facing or an app app yeah
3: I think I think because we deal with the member data itself the demographic data specifically any process that uses that data will use our data does that make sense Mm -hmm. so Um, We are right in the middle of that data flow. So any process that comes out of that will pull the data from our system.
2: So you're not going to build the platform, but you're going to make sure the integrity of the data is good. That's why it's so important. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and is that an EDW, an enterprise data warehouse? Or? So we
3: feed EDW. We feed some All right, tables there within we go. EDW, yes. And other there's other data warehouses as well that um, feed other systems, like um, there's ODS, which um, SDR, they feed things like Go365, when you think about your pharmacy, um, claims data, um, preauthorizations, anything, anything. Um, all of those processes the customer service systems that our customer service you know they pull that data and they have to authenticate it and make sure that that's that member and so yeah so important that's what (laughs) i used to do so
0: i in ods i'm pretty sure feeds ci yeah all right so yeah well they ods ci what are these acronyms so ci CI is customer platform yes it's customer interface is what ci stands for so
3: ci is one of those enrollment platforms that the enrollment data comes into first okay and then that feeds into our system there's others but that feeds into our system we master it match it master it and then and move it on to all those other platforms that feed all the other processes and And ods
0: um i'm not sure it is ods
3: is one of the consumers of our data
1: Gotcha, Mm -hmm.
0: Gotcha. and uh, our customer service Um, call centers, they use CI uh, to help our members either answer questions or help enter information and and ensure things are correct in there. So that's one of the ways that CI, customer interface, is used.
1: There's so many moving wheels and gadgets, and it just, it really does blow my mind here, how much we do here at Humana, and and just a large amount Mm -hmm. that you're organization, your department does. Yeah.
3: When you think about, um, just just to kind of round that out, CI specifically is one of the main platforms that houses our Medicare business and our Medicaid business. So that's really important. It's one of those systems that we said we were going to phase out a long time ago, but we never could. Um, and it's very important. And it has a lot of good data quality controls within the system itself. But um, that's, that's one of those, if a customer service rep finds an issue, they're going to, Kind of circle that process back around and say, "Hey, enrollment team, this is an issue for the member, and the member fixes it. It rolls back through my system and kicks back out, mm-hmm. and and reflects correctly to the customer service rep."
2: So, and mm-hmm. in, in comparison to like other insurance organizations in the industry, how do we fare in terms of um, how like sophisticated our our current system is? In To my knowledge, we
3: are on the cutting edge of data governance um, across a lot of industries. So we are building that um, out now. So we're kind of in our infancy, but there's so much opportunity there, and we kind of have a roadmap already in place. There is a data governance office that's apart from us. We work with them daily, but they're separate from what I do. But they handle data governance from the top-down level, so they deal with policies and procedures, so um, about everything. So where I'm talking about member demographic data, they deal with the providers, they deal with you know everybody, um, and all of the things that would help us to stay compliant and to help us to increase our. Um, NPS scores and all of those things that will help us be successful.
2: Yeah, because that NPS score, that's big, too, because mm-hmm. if I have information that's shared that shouldn't be or I see something I shouldn't, that's a big customer service issue. Absolutely.
3: And there's there's, um, you know, our privacy office works on those issues and they have reporting that they have to um, do statewide and and that's federal that they have to do. We have to do um, what's called uh, correction, corrective action plans mm-hmm. to um, assess what, what happened, why did it happen, what are we doing about it. So if there's, you know, things sitting out there that we know that are an issue, we have to do something about them um, because we're liable for that.
0: And just a a quick tip, NPS is net promoter score. And in a nutshell, it's how likely are you to recommend Humana on a scale of 1 to 10? Right.
1: You are listening to This Humana Life with co-hosts Tara DeLucia, Carmen Pantoja-Evans, Brittany LaMare, and our special guest. Be sure to text THL to 239 355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile or share with us on Yammer at go slash THL. Let's kind of flip to a different um, topic, which is Impact. You are part of Impact? I am. Tell me a little bit more about that. So Impact
3: is Humana's first network resource group and this group is, it was created to support associates and communities um, the communities that we serve by focusing on the specific culture and needs of members of African descent. So when I say that we talk a lot about African Americans, but there are people here in our country that are descended from Africa that are not Americans mm-hmm. or weren't born here, right? So we want to make sure that we're inclusive of them, um, and. Um, Our flagship program centers around our African American Heritage Month or Black History Month, which is super important. We do a lot of events during that time, which is in February. But we also do lots of other events. We partner with other NRGs. Um, In June, specifically, we have a gun violence awareness um, events that happen during that month. We have lots of wellness events that our well-being team um, does. We volunteer in the community. Um, Specifically, a couple of things that I want to highlight that Impact does continually and has been doing for years is partnering with um, Jefferson County Public Schools with their Everyone Reads program and also with the YMCA's Black Achievers program. So those are two um, outside of Humana community um, organizations that we partner with and that's been very successful over the years. Impact is open to every associate not just those of African descent.
0: And if you would like to sign up, you can go to go slash NRG and sign up for Impact or any of the other eight that we have here at Humana. And I just also want to throw a shout out to anyone that was involved in the Our Stories project because being a communications person myself, I cannot imagine the time and dedication it took to have an article every single day for the month of February highlighting your members and sharing their stories. It was very inspirational and I loved getting to see other people that are involved in in the NRG and learning more about them outside of their Humana life
3: absolutely shout out to Marlisa Bryant who um, managed that she was one of the chairs of the um, heritage month and she managed that and she killed it and it was amazing we're going to actually continue doing that um, regularly I think I think it's amazing people's stories need to be
1: told So does the Inspire Positivity, was that in with Impact NRG, or is that separate? Completely separate. Mm -hmm. Ah, yes. Do tell.
0: Kelly is busy, (laughs) in case we can't
3: tell. So Inspire Positivity is actually one of the things that I'm most proud of um, in my time with Humana. Um, About five years ago, Leanne Hutchinson, she invited me to a meeting And there were three other associates in the room in her office. And we were talking about, we had these four pillars about, um, and one of the pillars was spirituality um, in our organization. And she said, we need to do something that correlates with the spiritual component. It's not being, you know, spoken to. And so we just kind of sat in the room and thought about what that would look like and Inspire Positivity was born. And um, Erica Vanover, who has left the company to be a stay-at-home mom, was a part of the core team. And Regina Cartwright, who's been at Humana forever, she's amazing. And Bart Carnes as well, uh, and myself. We were all sitting in that room. We don't know why she chose us. Um, We didn't really know each other that well at the time. Um, They kind of worked in the same area, but I I didn't. So (laughs) it was very interesting. And five years later... Um, We've been meeting every Thursday, and it started in a conference room in Waterside, Louisville Waterside, with 10 people in the room, and I spoke about spirituality and health and work, and um, five years later, we're still going strong on Thursdays with a virtual meeting with hundreds of people all over
0: the country, in Puerto Rico, and everywhere. It's Mm. awesome. Can you give us an overview of what happens on Thursday? Yeah.
3: So, we have a format where that's evolved over time where right now we talk about gratitude Mm -hmm. and it's amazing um, to have people just kind of triggered right so it's sharing your story of the past week things that have happened to you where you just are you're grateful and um, it helps to just build that culture. And you're just thinking about that regularly, and we just encourage you to have a gratitude practice. And the second thing we talk about is kindness, where it's not about, you know, ego or tooting your own horn. It's about, hey, what happened to you this week where someone, you know, exhibited kindness to you? Or, you know, were you able to bless somebody? And how does that, you know, how did that impact you? And people tell their stories, and we just talk about ideas for how to be kind. We started talking about random acts of kindness, and now we're talking about really being intentional. And I think it's cha- it's starting to change the culture of not only people, associates, that are participating in Inspire Positivity, but it also has impacted their families in the communities.
0: For sure. Um, I'm not even sure how Inspire Positivity landed on my calendar, <laughs> but uh, pretty, it happened like the third week I was with Humana, and uh, we actually got our office involved, and we all kind of joined those calls on Thursdays. If you ever need a pick-me-up, Please jump on one of those calls. I mean, it it fills you with so much joy to just hearing these positive stories and seeing how these random acts of kindness are spreading. And it's it's made me think more about my actions and with others. And my husband's always been one to, like, pay for somebody's uh, Starbucks behind us or anything like that. But I was like, you know what? If I have the ability and I can do something and I see someone that needs something, I, I need to act and I need to do it because I have the power to do it.
2: So it it sounds like Brittany just answered my question, but what do you think has made it so successful in your opinion? It's really
3: been a kind of a grassroots thing and a word of mouth thing. Um, I think the authenticity of it and the fact that we have been blessed um, in a corporate environment to create space for people to share. Um, And also, you don't have to share. You can show up, grab your lunch, grab your friend, and just listen. Um, we do share presentations every week as well. So, you know, we're about 15 minutes of the gratitude, kindness pieces. And then we talk about, um, we did start talking about Take 10 as well because we want to point people there, um, wonderful resources with Take 10. But then we share about a 15-minute presentation, and we rotate who presents, and we talk about different topics um, about life, you know. I talked about the blessing in closed doors when we were going through, you know, some of the layoffs. You know, there's just things that come up in things that I need to hear. Exactly. That, you know, <laughs> I'm led to to share about, and you know, things that, um, you know, how to deal with difficult people. Just any topic that you can possibly think of. We've talked about and uh, resilience. Um, and some things we revisit because you need to hear it again you know um, we've talked about the four agreements I'm you know I love to learn I love to teach so I do book studies sometimes and we talk about different books um, Failing Forward by John Maxwell you know there's just so many tips and tricks that you can have in your toolbox to realize that no matter what's going on in your life you can choose to be positive
1: positive. and I'm with a group outside Humana with doing the four agreements so we're on the fourth agreement yeah, so, so I'm, I'm it's one of the many good books that i'm glad to hear that and i want to say you've been at this for a few years correct because i believe i was getting on the calls on thursdays maybe at the launch so now i'm going to jump back on yeah anytime Anytime. and
3: you don't miss it you i mean you don't you're not missing anything because we we rotate yeah i mean i may do a series but that's few and far between so you know you just join when you can and when you can't if you're on you know yammer buzz We will post the presentation. I'm uh, posting quotes out there every day. So, you know, there's lots of ways to stay connected even if you can't join the call. How do you join the call? Yeah. So um, we have that um, Yammer page. It's just Inspire Positivity. You'll see our picture out there and you can, um, you know, send a private message there. You can email us at inspire underscore positivity at Humana dot com. And I will just ask to be added, and I'll add you to the
0: distribution list and send you the invite. And I want to say one of my favorite things is every time you, um, whoever's presenting, they close with a take what you need. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite thing is just some, a few small words, but it's take what you need out of this presentation, out of everyone speaking, mm-hmm. and just kind of lay something on your heart. just. Yeah, I really appreciate it.
3: I love that part as well. And I think when when I present, I also have a slide that I always share that says you're not alone. You're never alone because I think a lot of people feel that sometimes and we don't realize it. When we had our last um, IND day, I made a big poster that said free hugs because you don't realize as adults, you know, how many people go through the day without having affection. And we need that as human beings. Right. And so I got a lot of hugs that day. And I'm not, I'm an introvert. You probably don't believe me, but (laughs) I'm an introvert. I'd rather be in the corner reading a book a lot of days. Um, But that helped me too, right? Um, Just being able to serve in that way. So that was fun. So whenever people were actively
2: asking for a hug, I did not approach people. But when they actively (laughs) asked
3: for a hug, I got a lot of good hugs
2: that day. You said something earlier about how our company has created space to allow for this, like the interaction, and it is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is wild that we have these opportunities to talk about inclusion and belonging, or a wellness and what that means to us, or or you're right, there was we were missing that spirituality piece, mm-hmm. and actually that's come up on a few different podcasts lately. Um. Um, so what about your leadership? I mean, that's pretty incredible that they're allowing you the space to pursue this and, and make it, you know, make it part of your weekly mm-hmm. events. Um, how do you balance it? It's a priority. I, these things,
3: I would say, inspire positivity, impact Um, Toastmasters as well um, in the past. I've been in leadership in our Toastmasters group. Um, I believe that those things and feeding, those feed me. um, So that when the day job gets tough and some things don't make sense, these things draw me back to the core of what I believe Humana is and what our values are. And it helps me to um, come back
2: and fight another day if that makes sense yeah. right that's yeah. beautifully said and, and i think we can relate to that because this podcast does that a lot for us mm-hmm. it grounds us and it helps us kind of re reground when things get a little wonky mm-hmm. in, the, and, in the daily life mm-hmm. and i'll just relate that back to the the
0: inspire positivity slide deck that was sent out today actually mm-hmm. i wrote it down like you cannot drink from an empty cup fill yourself up yeah. And so by participating in these things, it's a way to uh, self-care and to fill yourself up.
1: And that's it for this episode. But the conversation isn't over. Make sure to catch part two next week.
2: You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239-355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding
0: behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life.
1: Until next time, be intentional,
2: stay curious, and inspire others.